Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Making the Call. I am joined by Trent, Rosie, and Alex this week to break down all the action from the wildcard round of the NFL playoffs, as well as look ahead and preview the divisional round. Only one of us has our team still alive in the playoffs. Who would have thought? <laughs> still has a chance for the Super Bowl, and we will get Rosie's thoughts on the Lions, on the win over the Rams, on the on the matchup against either the the Buccaneers or the Philadelphia Eagles, because we are recording this at seven o five p.m. Central Time Monday night, uh, which you would know if you were tuning into the YouTube, but if you're listening to us as a podcast. There's a timestamp for you. So we don't know the outcome of Bucks Eagles, but we at least have all the matchups set outside of who Detroit is going to be playing. So uh, we will go in chronological order, breaking down all the games, starting with the Texans Browns from Saturday afternoon. Uh, before we get into that, real quick programming reminders, and then we'll get into our one big headline of the week. Uh, making the call Substack. Yes, the regular Friday football newsletters are over, but that does not mean that content at the Making the Call Substack is over. We are still humming along there. Um, I wrote a kind of post-mortem article about the Cowboys' loss to the Packers uh, this morning. You can find that live right now. Uh, you can get all my thoughts on the Cowboys' loss, what it means moving forward, how we should feel as fans, all that good stuff. Um, so go check it out. Free to read, free to subscribe. Um, we'll have a link to it in the description of this episode. And then finally, update on our best contest. So we've got it continuing throughout the playoffs. Uh, not a full picture yet. Trent, 1-0 in the playoffs. Nailed that Chiefs-Dolphins under 45 and a half. I've nailed uh, every Rose? single one. What's Except that? Except the freaking Lions. Scored 38 points in the first half and 9 in the second. That's some halftime adjustments right there. Uh, so you're one and zero in the playoffs. Rosie is one and zero in the playoffs, which is extra important because we're using the playoffs to decide the loser of the regular season between Rosie and Austin. Um, Austin got a push because he had so Rosie had Stafford over one and a half touchdowns that hit. Austin had Pollard over fifteen rush attempts, and he got fifteen. No way. <laughs> he got fifteen exactly. <coughs> so which I so he changed his line like three times. And before he settled on Pollard, he had like Dak over 281 and a half passing yards, which he ended up hitting because of garbage time. And whenever he changed it to Pollard and it was a flat line, it wasn't a half point. I was like, I, I just, I knew it was going to push. I don't know how I knew. <laughs> I just knew I was like, he went, he went to a solid number. It's going to happen. And so he is 0 and one. Uh, Alex took Browns minus two versus Texans. Yikes. But hey, it yep. happens. And then uh, we're still waiting on mine. Mine was a kind of legacy pick for the culture. Bucks plus three versus the Eagles. Uh, this is the jersey game. If the Bucks end up winning this game, I will be buying a Baker Mayfield jersey. But yeah. we do not know the outcome of it yet. Um, it is going on as we're recording this. All right. That's all the programming reminders. One big headline. It can be sports related. It can be football related. It could not be sports related. It could be anything. I think the very first time we did this, Trent talked about how he just bought a minivan. So really, you can take this in any direction. Uh, who would like to go first? We got snow. <laughs> a little bit. A dusting yep. of snow. Yeah. A little dusting of snow. My wife said it was adequate. It's our mini version of uh, Lake Effect <laughs> Snow. Shout out Buffalo. Yeah. We did. How 
Rosa, you're you're in Abilene and the rest of us are in the Metroplex. Uh, yeah, we were, we were bummed out that we didn't get any and oh. saw pictures from where y'all are. You yeah, didn't mess much. It was gone by noon. Yeah. yeah, I would take it though. There's nothing better than waking up True. and just seeing white. It was nice. Yeah, we did get snow. Uh, that's absolutely right. All right, Alex, your one big headline. <sighs> Can you guys guess my one big headline? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Yeah, yeah. Pete Carroll. Man. Yes, that's right. We haven't we haven't potted since that. Yeah, it happened on Tuesday. Yeah. They pulled the plug, sort of shocked me. Honestly, I thought he was going to get one more year, but man, just looking back on it. So they hired Pete Carroll when I was 12 years old. So we've been Jeez. through a lot, me and Pete. It hasn't always been like the best. It's been rocky up and down, but. By far the best coach in franchise history. Brought that one Super Bowl to us. Probably should have been two. And who knows what happens after that. But overall, just thankful for him for coming and blessing the Seahawks. I mean, we've been pretty good over these last 14 years for sure. Like, always in the conversation. He had those two off years. But other than that, playoffs, nine plus wins every year. Not much more you can say or ask for. So were you, how shocked were uh, you? Pretty, pretty shocked. Like, I honestly thought he was going to get one more year. Because we finished yeah. nine and eight, you know. I get, like, sort of a high note. If we didn't screw up against the Steelers and just get one more stop from a couple of these games, this really felt like more of a 10-11 win team. So I thought things were sort of still trending in the right direction. But I guess they thought now was the time to, try and find a younger solution for the future, stuff like that. You know, he is 72, sort of winding down on his career and stuff like that. He did say that he wanted to continue coaching, so that's why I was sort of shocked about the whole situation. Yeah. I think they could have made the playoffs, too, if they had Yeah, like, they were pretty close to being... Why end on that? Like, just just kind of a whimper, you know? Yeah, they were, like, two or three plays from being an 11-10 win team. Like, we were not that far away. So I just looked it up. So Pete Carroll took over the Seahawks in 2010. <clears throat> yeah. Over the past, you know, since that time, the Seahawks are sixth in the NFL in a win percentage behind the Patriots, Chiefs, Packers, Steelers, and Ravens. So yeah. they're yeah, up there top, with top seven, the top eight teams every year. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> we record these podcasts once a week. We we try to talk about everything that happened in the past week. Obviously, sometimes the timing of these of these big events in sports uh, they miss us from a podcast standpoint. But I just thought I I thought it was hilarious that we talked about all the all the coaching firings and and where some of these coaches might land. And the only mm-hmm. big one we really knew about was Vrabel. And then after we recorded, <laughs> Pete Carroll gets fired. Dominance. Bill Belichick and the and the Patriots agree to mutually agree to part ways, and Nick, Nick Saban, Saban retires. Man. Crazy <laughs> legends of the game. Yeah. yeah. So what? I mean, is he going to stay in uh, the organization? That's what the they what? said. Technically, he's he's he has an advisory role, so I really don't know what that means. He's probably just going to do whatever he wants, pretty much, but. 
yeah, one knows what it means. It's provocative. It's just sort of like a pay- paycheck job. Like, hey, just hang out, have fun, you know? Don't have to stress anymore, Pete. Just chill. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was that was really shocking, and you know, Seahawks are obviously going to be looking and just feeling a lot different next year. Give me Mike without- McDonald. Mike McDonald. He's my number one Ravens defensive coordinator right now. Give me oh. him. Hmm. Okay. We'll bring in well, JJ McCarthy, and y'all will be good. No, 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 no. no. I might suggest uh, Jim's going to do not that hiring coaches that are a Mike Mick. Um, just oh, personal experience, maybe going a different direction. It's, it's I think I, I flipped. It's McDonald. Oh, oh, then you're fine. You're good. You're in yeah, the clear. we're good. Phew. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that was a close little, one. <laughs> little dyslexic moment right there, but we're good. That was a close one. Um, all right, Rosie, you're one big headline. I want to know your guys' thoughts on drinking during a game. Uh, for like it home. Or- at home or or at the game, both. Oh, I just want to know. Pro. Yeah, I think it enhances the experience. See, I I'm complete opposite. Don't really like it. I don't like drinking I, during a hockey game because I gotta pee every five minutes. <laughs> I like it more at home for sure. Like at the game, sometimes I like to throw in a piece of gum or something and sort of just focus in, lock in. But yeah, at home for and sure, not, I'm not spend fifty bucks. At home, for sure, I'm drinking. Are you still going to be game. throwing in a piece of gum after Pete Carroll is gone? Now I got to do it as a tribute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw in like four pieces of gum. I, I think I'm fine with it if I'm not watching my team. I'm just chilling. But I, I, I don't like doing it when watching my team. So like we had people over and we were True. drinking a little bit. And I was like, I don't really like doing this. I guess it's nicer to save after to like relieve stress or whatever. Right. Just- <laughs> no, nothing against it. I mean, if they start losing, then I'm down. But <laughs> it's getting rough at halftime for sure. Yeah, yeah. I was prepared. I don't like, you know, I don't like over drinking when my team's playing. Like, if I'm gonna sit down and have one beer and watch the Rangers or something, then sure. But yeah, I'm not gonna be going crazy, so I can I can see that. Yeah, I'm also not gonna be drinking at a noon start, most likely, unless I'm at the game. Why not? Five o'clock somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all right. <laughs> yeah. Five's just a number. <clears throat> um, okay. My one big headline is not sports related. This is just a PSA. This is your reminder to go do a Lord of the Rings uh, rewatch. If it's been too long, if it's been longer than two or three years, go revisit Middle Earth. Um, I just completed mine. What's that? Don't watch The Hobbit. No, no, just the trilogy. Um, I just completed mine. I try to do a rewatch every couple years or so. And the extended versions are all on HBO. And that's the only way you can, you have to, that's the only way you do it if you have it at your disposal. So that's like 12 hours of just perfection. Um, I think it's the best trilogy from start to finish of all time. Uh, and so is that your detox or? No, it was before the Cowboys game. Okay. <laughs> I finished it up. So I took Friday off and finished up. I wrote, I finished two towers, watched two hours of uh, return of the King. Then I went golfing and then I finished the other two hours on Saturday. So it was, dude, it's so fun. That's like, a great weekend. Those movies are just fantastic. 
and they, I mean, obviously there's, there's special effects, but they use so much practical sets and they film on location. So even 20 years later, it still looks magnificent. Like you, it's not like, you know, some of these heavy CGI movies where five years have gone by and you're like, Oh, that, that, that looks bad. Um, it's just, it's just great. So this you know, is your I, PSA. I, I was watching, um, something on the Dune movies hmm. and I was thinking like, we're never like as a culture going to get anything like the Lord of the Rings movies ever again, just because like there was so much like people love the books for generations. And then mm-hmm. you go out and you make the most perfect trilogy ever. We're never going to get that again. So, but I'm glad no. that we have it. It's ironic. I, I just finished book two of a trilogy that I think would be a fantastic movie. Oh, what book? Yeah. Sure. It's called Before They're Hanged. It's the first law trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. Isn't it hung? Before they're hanged. But yeah, it is probably hung. You're right. No, it is. No, when it's when it's that version, when it's that type of hanging, then it is uh, hanged. Before they're first, hung? First book took a while to get going. Second book was a whirlwind, man. Holy cow. And I'm currently buying the third one as we speak. We should do like a... Making the call book club during the off season. No, we shouldn't. Okay. No, no, we shouldn't. We are men. I'm out. We do not do book clubs. So men don't read. We watch shows. We watch shows. I do have a great uh, book to show series. Okay. Catch twenty two. Produced by George Clooney. It's on Hulu. All right. I think I, I think I saw an advertisement for it. I don't know what it is though. It's really good. I think it came out like three or four years ago. Hmm. But yeah, so go watch Lord of the Rings. If you, if you haven't in a while, um, just perfect movies. So fun. All right. Let's get into some football wildcard weekend reactions. We'll start with the Texans 45 Browns 14. Uh, I want to start with the Brown side of this. Did anyone expect this kind of performance from Brown's defense? Because they gave up 24 points in the first half. And I know they were on the road, but it's the Browns defense, which has been, you know, top two all year long. Did anyone see this kind of performance from them? It was one guy getting cooked the whole game. Uh, Newsom, the cornerback. Mm. Like, it was every single play. Like, on that uh, Brevin Jordan... um, I think it was the second touchdown they had. Yeah, it was like, like 75 yards. yards. Pass. Yeah. Like, how do you let that happen? Like, no one is even trying to tackle that guy. Like, it, it's not even like CJ Stroud had like that great of a game. He just, uh, I mean, I mean, he had a, he had a very good game. Like, he didn't. He had a very good issue. game. Yeah, but it's it also was a, a lot very, of run after the catch stuff. <laughs> and it just, I didn't see that coming either. I did yeah. see Joe Flacco interceptions coming though. <laughs> you did or you didn't? Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah, it, he sort of turned back into a pumpkin there. <laughs> but uh, that's what, that's just, what I had. Uh, that's what I had in my notes, Alex. Clock struck midnight on Joe Flacco's run. Just a big exactly shout out to the. Texans. Oh, I get it now. I get it. I thought you were just being funny saying pumpkin, but I get it now. Have you not that's heard funny. that before? No, I haven't. That's the first time I heard it. And I love it. Wait, really? Well, yeah. <laughs> what like what would be funny about it's him a, turning into a pumpkin? 
What's I don't the know. Joke? Pumpkins are just funny, imagine okay. <laughs> Joe Flacco as a pumpkin. <laughs> Short got tubby, a, they got don't a, really do it. They don't really do anything, and they're good for like three months or three weeks. So yeah. that's what I was. Well, it looks like a jack o' lantern. I could, I could see it. <laughs> yes. What were you saying, Alex? Just also a big shout out to the Texans' offensive line. Like the uh, Browns' D line really didn't get much pressure in all game. Tunsil was sort of locking oh up Miles Garrett. That was a fun matchup to watch. But just overall, I can't really remember where CJ Stroud had, had much to deal with back there. Yeah. No, so I got I have this stat here uh, on Stroud. So in this game, CJ Stroud was at 0.67 EPA per play. Um, to put that into perspective, the best quarterback performance against the Browns this entire season before the Stroud performance in the playoffs was Matt Stafford in week 13 was at 0.22 and Stroud was at 0.67. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Stafford at 0.22 to put that into perspective, Brock Purdy led the NFL in EPA per play for the entire NFL season at 0.338. So mm-hmm. Stroud was twice as good in that game as the leader in that statistic for the entire season. Um, yeah. Right. Unbelievable. And uh, C.J. Stroud is the first first-round rookie quarterback to win a playoff game in over like 20-some-odd years. Man, I'm telling you, I might become a Texans fan because of that guy. I thought you were so, going to say an enterprise employee. <laughs> so is the, is the Ohio, Ohio State? State? I am eating crow on that right now, for sure. Yeah. C.J. Stroud looks like a baller. Yeah, it might be Alabama quarterbacks man. who are uh, enterprise employees now. All right, so I have a, I have a, an exercise I want to I want to do with you guys for CJ right. Stroud. So going into 2024, I'm going to name some QBs, and I want each of you to stop me when I name a QB that you would take Stroud over. Go for 2024, okay? Like as well, the, sit or just start. No, no, no. As like a like on my football team. On your football team. This is not like a dynasty and, question. And this just, is not for ne- just for next season, right? Just for 2024. Okay. 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 Mahomes. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. I mean. And, and, and <laughs> no, no, no. And, let's, and let's, let's take this seriously, okay? This is not, you know, any hidden okay. agendas or anything. Okay. So Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar, Justin That's Herbert. Hard. I'm taking him Stop. over Herbert. I'm taking him over Herbert too. Okay. I kind of want to take him over Lamar. But that, we also don't know who the Chargers' new coach is, so there's a little asterisk there. But still, I think I'd lean. Probably CJ. taking Herbert. I I feel like it's close. Yeah, it's, it's, close. it's, it's a kind of reminds me of Herbert a whole lot because like Herbert wasn't like projected to do all that well when he came into the NFL, and then he immediately like was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Kind of like Stroud, so. Okay, I, so we we got at least a couple votes for Herbert. All right, let me keep going because I just want to I want to go through this exercise to put into perspective of how great CJ Stroud has been. Uh, Joe Burrow. No, I'm taking Burrow. Yeah, easy. Okay. Oh, you would take think, Stroud over Burrow, Trent? Oh, easy. Yeah, I think Browning proved that Burrow is a system quarterback. What? Oh, I don't know, man. I That's don't know about spicy. that. <laughs> But Burrow's also okay. not going to have Higgins next year, so yeah, probably Stroud. He'll draft some. They'll draft someone. Uh, Jalen yeah, Hurts. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I'm taking for sure. Yeah, for CJ. Sure. 
Okay. Um, Dak? <laughs> Come on, dude. Okay. I'm, I'm Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Over. Over Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay. Uh, and then I assume all of these, but um, if I, I'm going to list all these off really quickly. And if you would take any of these over uh, Stroud, then let me know. Uh, Tua, Goff, Rogers, Anthony Richardson, Deshaun Watson, Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins. I would take Stafford. Oh, and Probably. Stafford. Just because, I mean, he had a career year last year. Right, fine. <laughs> if Rosie can say Stafford, I can say Kirk. <laughs> I mean, Kirk was really good too, so I, I get it. Yeah, okay, so I three years. Give me Stroud next year. Give me Kirk. Right. You know, give me Goff too, since he's my he's Not my up. guy. <laughs> I'm a, I've been a Goff guy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, Baker. Yeah, yeah, you know what? He should add it. Okay, so still Kyler in there while you're at it. <laughs> so if that's the case. Out of all those guys I mentioned, the only three that all three of you would, and I know there was there was even some questions about Lamar, the only three quarterbacks that I listed that all three of you said you would take them over Stroud was Mahomes, Allen, and Lamar. Yeah. Every other quarterback, whether it was Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, Lawrence, whoever, at least one of you said you would take Stroud over him, which is wild because he's a rookie quarterback. Well, he's been extremely good at everything. He's been so good. <laughs> like yeah, that's some it, nice his weapons. Ball is incredible. Um, his touch is amazing. The way that he moves in the pocket, mm-hmm. I didn't see that in college. No. But he's been doing that extremely well. Even like getting outside the pocket, which didn't see at all other than the no. Georgia game. But yeah, he's proven I, it. I just think what we're seeing from him is. He is very, very smart as a quarterback, and he also has a heck of an arm. Like he can make all the throws, and he's got what you want above the shoulders to be an NFL quarterback. That throw to Schultz when he's like thrown off his back foot and he just like oh. flick of the wrist. Yeah. For like 40 yards. You know who Incredible. also has done that this week? Kirk Cousins. Jordan Love. Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. We're gonna yeah, we'll we'll get to the Packers Cowboys. All right. Don't worry. Uh, one more question on this game, then we can move on. Rosie, where is Stroud in your QB dynasty rankings? It's a great question. Probably a lot lower than I think people would want. I have him at nine right now. I think he's top three, dude. Top I need, three? I need top to three. see it one more year. Dynasty, like longevity, yeah. And he he doesn't run. Which that plays a big part. Okay, there's an argument for top five. I think top three is a bit of a stretch right now. He doesn't run, but he can run when he's like goal line situations, and he just needs to get out of the pocket. I mean, he hasn't though, because he doesn't need to. But I, I still think, think he can. That if it's a- this year showed. I'm trying to pull it up real quick. I think this year showed that a running quarterback does not always equate to like being one of the top guys because I I thought I saw this stat the other day and that's what I'm trying to find right now that of the, here we go. Leaders. uh, Let's see. Okay. So this is the top uh, fantasy quarterbacks. Um, We'll go, what do you want to do? Top 10 
or you want to go top five? Top five were uh, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, Jordan Love, and Lamar Jackson. So three of the five were running quarterbacks. Um, Six through ten were Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, and Tua. All not running quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, you you don't have to run, but it's a lot easier to project a guy at the beginning of the season as a top five quarterback when he can run. Unless, like, you're absolutely a proven talent to me. Like, Joe Burrow is. Like, I have Joe Burrow over him. Um, would you would you argue that, I mean, outside of maybe five to seven years down the road when we, we can't see that far into the future, that this could be, like, the worst group of skill position players that CJ Stroud plays with over the next five to seven years? A Ricky no, th- Tank Dell, Nico I Collins, think, Dalton Schultz. I think he's playing with some decent skill players yeah, right I now. I mean, good. he tanks a rookie and no I know, but I'm saying like year two Tank Dell is going to be better than year one Tank Dell. Uh, and yeah. then like his other receivers are Nico Collins, Dalton Schultz, and then he has Devin Singletary. Well, yeah, yeah but I, I'm. That's why I want to see him one more year. Um, I remember a. F- couple years ago when everyone was putting Jamar Chase over Justin Jefferson in Dynasty because he had such a great rookie season. <laughs> and I just with I, I just need to see it one more year. And yeah, That's he can fair. have better better weapons. He already has great weapons right now. He has a great coordinator. His coordinator is probably going to be leaving. I want to see him without that. Yeah. The the coordinator piece I completely agree with. I think that I think that's definitely fair. Um, and I've got him still good. Like I, I have Trevor Lawrence just above him. I think Trevor Lawrence got unlucky this year. I would not uh, trade CJ Stroud for Trevor Lawrence straight up. I wouldn't do that, but I wouldn't do that either way. Like I'm not trading. If I had Trevor Lawrence and someone offered me CJ Stroud, I'm accepting. I'm hitting accept before they have a chance to back out. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I think that they're really, really close. All right. Um, anything else from this game or do we want to talk Chiefs Dolphins? All right, Chiefs Dolphins. Uh Chiefs 26, Dolphins 7. Uh I know I was pretty adamant on the podcast last week that I absolutely love the Chiefs in this matchup. Did anyone think the Dolphins had like a 1% chance at winning this game? No. It, it, the weather just immediately turned me off. Like just no. Yeah, I would say the same thing about the weather. Like, I, I think they would have a chance if it wasn't so cold. But with all the injuries, too, like it, it's just hard for you to expect like a defense to perform well in freezing cold when you have a bunch of backups in. Does any stat head out there have Tua's record for when it's below freezing? Because I'd th- be willing to I think to I bet. saw when it was below 35, he's like 0-4. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think he's oh, won a four? game. Yeah, I don't, I don't he hasn't won a game. And I, I saw a stat on TikTok somewhere that is like, I, I forget what the degree was, but he was 0 for. Yeah. I don't know sure. if it was freezing or 10 or what, but he's not good in cold weather games. Which, let me see if I can find it. I tried to get Alex to go to this game. I told him I'd buy him a ticket. He wouldn't Honestly, drive. I had plans already set for Saturday. Otherwise, I, I would have thought about it. Were your plans to see a playoff football game in person? 
<laughs> no, they were different, but <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Think about that. Uh, that would have been the cheapest you're ever going to be able to go see Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, it would have been a Gas fun included. experience. The only thing that would have sucked probably would have been driving in, but once you got sure. there. If I live closer, I'd go. Yeah, you're probably nine hours from where you're at. Yeah, that's yeah. too much. I think I'd go if it was like two hours away. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I just I did not think the I Dolphins. It's. I mean, some of the videos coming and pictures coming out of that game were just. Yeah, it would have been hard to drink a beer, Rosie. You would have loved it. There's no drinking in that game because you can't. <laughs> yeah. Now they're handing out free beer. Then. <laughs> did yeah, you see the guy that took his shirt off? The Miami Dolphins fan. Uh-huh. Uh He got sent to the hospital. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Some people. I man. didn't know he got sent to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was like immediately, but like, yeah. What oh, was the, like get hyperthermia or frostbite or what? Yeah, frostbite. It's probably just an excuse to leave the game. Um. All right. So on this game, I want to I want to talk about the Dolphins a little bit, and then we'll talk about the Chiefs, who obviously won. What would you do with the Tua decision? Because They'll have his fifth-year option coming up this season. Usually a year before the contract expires is when these teams like to pay these guys. Is he someone you give a, a top quarterback contract to of 40-plus no. million a year? No, you go the Gino route. You give him like a three-year, 35 to $40 million range in there with a lot of built-in incentives. Like the floor is probably around 32, but it can work up to like 40 if he d- hits all these little incentives. That's what Gino's contract was this year, and he didn't hit any of his incentives, so it's only like a $30 million hit. Yeah, I mean, if they can do that, great. He's um, getting signed to big money. I don't I think he's earned it, though. Like, he's beaten who he's supposed to beat, and he hasn't beaten anybody. Sure, but, but neither did Kyler. So, I, but. Guess, I don't I guess. The quarterback market's just so insane. That's just so, how yeah. it goes. And uh, Mike McDaniel's loves him. His ship is completely tied to Tua. Um, their offense is like completely built around him. They're they're riding him until the wheels fall off, and they're going to fall off. Okay, here's here's <laughs> the here's the Tua stat. Uh, this is including the loss against the Chiefs. Uh, Tua is Tua is six and fourteen, and temperatures under seventy degrees. <laughs> oh, wow! Six and fourteen, and temperatures that's, under seventy. That's rough. And he's now zero and five in games under forty degrees. Oh my! Oh, yeah, that's the one I saw. Yeah. It, don't they play outdoors too? Yeah, but in it's Miami. Miami. Yeah, it's in Miami. I mean, it's not like 70 degrees in the winter. There, it though. I, believe it was, I believe it was 71 degrees at kickoff whenever they were playing in Kansas City on Saturday Seriously? Night. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Before it was pretty nice. Just pull up today's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always warm there. Um, at least, you know, during the football season. Rosie, it's 75 degrees there right now. At 836. <laughs> yeah. It is... 20 degrees here. Yeah, it's cold. 
<laughs> you know, the the Bears get made fun of a lot for taking Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, and rightfully so, because that was an awful pick. But the Dolphins taking Tua one pick before the Chargers took Justin Herbert. Like, can you imagine Man. Justin Herbert on this Mike McD- you know Mike McDaniel team with Tyreek Hill and Waddle and Yo. It'd be a dream. It'd be be insane. It would be ridiculous. And I don't know what the Dolphins do because I think Tua is limited as a passer. I think he's only good when everything's going according to plan and they're playing in, you know, apparently 70 plus degree weather, which unless they move the schedule around, the playoffs will always be in January. So you know, I, gonna, I think if like he plays perfect with the weapons that he has, like they can win playoff games. It's just so hard to do that when you don't have like a gunslinger. You know? Yeah. And I mean, even take the even take the weather part out of it. Um I looked this up. Going back to last season. Oh wait! Oh, ten- oh, Bucks just yes, scored. Sir. Seahawks legend David Moore, forty-four yard touchdown. Never heard of that but- in my life. Wow, back-to-back plays in. Nice. Gonna go up. Gonna go up ten nothing over the Eagles as long as they nail the extra point. Wow, Baker um, looks locked in. I, I I pulled this stat on Tua. So this is not a, not the weather stats that we just talked about. This is you know weather aside. Going back to last season, Tua is three and ten against playoff teams. So I looked at now do Dak, huh? <laughs> we'll get there. I said I said now do Dak. Uh, that'll take some time. I'll see if I can. I'll do. I'll try and do it just for you. Okay. Um, three and ten going back to last season, and I des- I decided the playoff teams by looking at last season's game log with who made the playoffs last year, and then did the same for this year. Three and ten. Um. All right. Anything else on Chiefs Dolphins? I mean, Chiefs they they seem to be finding an identity on offense, which is just run Isaiah Pacheco into the oh, ground yeah. and throw the ball to Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey. I guess one more thing: Patrick Mahomes is finally going on the road next week, going to Buffalo. Yeah, first playoff a little town. First Buffalo. playoff road game of his career after 15, 15 matchups. That's insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, all right. As I'm simultaneously trying to do this project about Dak Prescott for Trent here, uh, Packers 48 Cowboys 32. So I'm just as depressed as you are, Andrew. Yeah, I think we all are. (laughs) We'll talk about the Cowboys, but I think something we can all relate to is talking about the Packers and have they done it again? Yep. This was their down year. This, they're yeah, not, they were they're supposed not to a Super Bowl favorite. They're going to go get run over by uh, the 49ers next weekend. But And I mean, their average year, age is like 25. Or yeah, like they don't have a like receiver that. with more than two years' experience. Stupid. It's going to be a long <laughs> five years. I've considered I mean, changing fandoms for the time <laughs> being. Texans, baby. Honestly, like, I, I, I'm like, this is going to suck. The Lions are good. And they're young, and the Packers are good, and they're young. 
The Bears have like <laughs> a crap Cowboys ton of draft suck, picks. Right? And the, yeah, and the Bears have like four first round picks this year again. Yeah, it's, the, it's the Bears though. They're going to screw it up. No, they won't. Well, actually, you can't really screw up Caleb Williams. So, the law of averages, it all comes back to the medium, Alex. They might finally hit. Mm, I'm, I think, I'm not excited. So, sorry, buddy. I'm so at the point where just trade Justin. <laughs> you got Kirk for next year. Next year's looking up, right? Next year's the year. Go yeah, all in. It's 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 all or nothing next year. They got a third Problem place with, like, third place Vikings. schedule, easy schedule. There you go. O'Connell, like he's a great coach, and if they keep losing, they're gonna lose him. Like they they're not gonna have O'Connell, and that's a blow. Anyway, Vikings. <laughs> they won't. Um, no, no. Yeah, they got next year, and then, okay, yeah. so I mentioned. Here. I'm gonna start drinking. <laughs> so I mentioned the uh, C.J. Stroud's EPA per play against the Texans defense, and it was 0.67. Would you like to know what Jordan Love's EPA per play was in this game against the Cowboys? Is it 1.13? Weren't they identical, him and CJ? 1.13. Almost double what CJ Stroud did against the Browns. Uh, To put this performance from Jordan Love in, in, in the perspective of DVOA, the Packers' pass DVOA in this game was the best single game in Packers history, regular season or playoffs. I'll tell you one thing. It makes me feel a lot better about going to that Viking-Packer game a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I thought that was like bottom of the barrel. And then the Cowboys' yeah. defense just didn't show up, I guess. I don't know. But they I mean, made the Cowboys' goodness. defense look bad, too. The Cowboys so. gave up touchdowns where the only person on the screen was the Packers receiver. There was no defender like in frame and it looked like it was a punt return, but it was a wide open touchdown. Yep. Dude. I think Dan Quinn got the yips. Cause like there were so many light boxes for Aaron Jones to just run through too. It was ridiculous. Like at the start of the game, I wanted Dan Quinn to be our next coach. And after the game, no, no, thank you. Keep him. <laughs> Gil uh, got toasted like, like some French toast by Dobbs. Oh my gosh! Yeah, everyone like. I think so. Here's a question: Was this the most pathetic performance that you can remember in the playoffs from a team as talented as the Cowboys <laughs> are? Because no. <laughs> No, no. It was more pathetic. Uh, the week after the Minneapolis miracle, the, Vi- the Vikings went into Philly and lost like forty-five to three or something stupid like that. True. The Cowboys think- had what nine All Pros this year? Were you more yeah, just talking about just the Cowboys. the Cowboys in general? Okay, but honestly, Cowboys overhyped. You got Dak and CD, cool, and Micah Parsons. Uh, yeah, but they, they still have a under- lot of good players. They still okay. under, like, Micah Parsons was nowhere to be found in this game. Demarcus Lawrence. They lost Vander Lost Diggs. I mean, Diggs, Demarcus yeah. Lawrence is great. Gilmore was playing great up until this point. Yeah, Land, I guess. The, the touchdown. And we had three all for- pros on the offensive line Zach Martin, Tyler Smith, and Tyron Smith. Okay, those. 
are just because no one else can name another offensive lineman, like the casual. Well, the guys who you vote on all pro, they're not that. I don't know, man. Zach Martin's Zach Martin's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's been an All Pro every season of his career. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, but they like there. There wasn't there wasn't a single positive on the Cowboys side. Like no one played well. I guess if you wanted to say, you could say maybe Jake Ferguson made some good catches, but like. Even Brandon Arbery missed a kick. He hadn't done that all year. It's insane. I think they just got outcoached at that game. Like on on offense and defense, McCarthy refused to um, adjust his game plan. Um, Dan Quinn, too. Like they were playing light against uh, heavy personnel from the Packers. Oh, yeah. well, I ha- I had this note in in the article I wrote this today about the Cowboys. So, not only were they playing light, but they were playing pretty much zone coverage the entire game, which the Cowboys most of the year have been a man coverage team. Yep, and it showed because the amount of busted coverages on third down that the Cowboys had. I mean, they looked like a bunch of chickens with their head cut off, like they didn't know what to do. And it's so easy to like go back to what you were doing the whole year. Like, why wasn't that a halftime adjustment? No. That's what I was saying. Dan Quinn got the yips this game and tried to just get cute with it for some reason. I don't Well, and Mike McCarthy as a play caller, like I'm I, I talked to I mean, I, I feel like I mentioned this so much on the podcast that like since the Cowboys bye week in week five or six or wherever it was, like they were a completely different offense. And one of the things that made them so good on offense is they threw the ball on early downs more than any other team in the NFL. They just, they, they, McCarthy realized our pass passing offense is so much better than our run offense. Like, let's just, let's just hammer that over and over and over again. And if you look at the first half, which, you know, game was pretty much over by halftime and you exclude the, the two minute drill at the end of half where they actually scored points. And so obviously you're not going to be running the ball when it's two minute offense. Uh, they had six second downs before that drive. And they ran the ball five of those six times. And in the five times they ran it, they ran it for an average of 1.6 yards per carry. And the one time they passed it was a 22-yard completion to Jake Ferguson. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm shocked Mike McCarthy wasn't fired today. What's the holdup? I found a belt check. Yeah, he's going to be. Jerry Jones likes to draw these things out because... Jerry Jones is more addicted to media attention than he is to winning. True. So I I think he's trying not to make uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh emotional decision. I think Jerry's come a long way. I don't think the Cowboys are ever going to do anything legitimate while he's I hate to be morbid here while he's still alive. That is morbid. I hate that you're morbid. <laughs> like it <laughs> I mean it sucks that they lost but like the Cowboys have been such they've been amazing at drafting yeah they have been very good and that's, that's probably that's not one. changing so like what, but what do they have to show for it Rosie that's not a really right. good record that's, every that's, single year uh, Andrew what's the GM's name the shadow GM 
Oh, uh, um, McClay. Yeah, that's all him. That's not Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Not so, you know. Well, I I I don't want to just completely discredit what McCarthy has done. Yeah, but they were drafting well point. before McCarthy he just got in same, there. He does. Yeah, he does the same thing that he does everywhere he goes. He has a great regular season and folds in the playoffs, which makes him the perfect Cowboys head coach. And I I would want to be shooting for higher than that. I want to be shooting for higher than Dak Prescott as well. But like, you can't just say this was all for nothing. Like the Packers were a good team. Like maybe not on defense, but like they're I, they're not a seven seed. Like they're better than that. I sort I sort of agree with you there. I do think if Cowboys were severely outcoached. I don't remember if it was you or Alex that were saying that. I, I think they're a head coach away from making a run. They have a running back. Well, maybe. We thought they did. Rico Dowdle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, C.D. Lamb's good. Uh, but they, they need a head coach and another receiver. Yeah, Andrew, as a Cowboys fan, what direction do you want them to go in with the new head coach? The new I head think, coach is the old one still employed. Nah, yeah, it's we're just <laughs> we, Jason we already, making the call has already fired him as a podcast. You know, I've really enjoyed Jason Garrett on the NBC broadcast, so I'd like to keep him there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think if they make the move, it's going to be Belichick. I disagree. I, I would prefer Mike Vrabel oh. or even Harbaugh. Hold on. What was that disgusted noise? Yeah, about I thought Rayburn? you liked him, Rosie. Oh Rosie. no, no, I was—I just think that that would be the perfect fit. Oh, okay. okay. No, no, I was, was like, oh, that wasn't, yeah, yeah. That wasn't <laughs> sorry. Okay. I was confused there for My a bad. second. Yeah, I read that wrong. <laughs> um, that's who I would prefer because I know some people are going to say, like, and I've seen some some Cowboys pundits mention this, like they should go get you know Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick. Like they need a tone setter. Like as as much as they need a, a good offensive play caller, they need to stop getting out coached, and they need to stop being out physical in these playoff games. Because you can go back to every playoff loss of the last four to five years, whether it was I mean this was Jason Garrett, but when C.J. Anderson ran for over two hundred yards for the Rams, Who? exactly. <laughs> The, the last two losses to the 49ers, they got out-bodied, out-physicaled, lost that, that, uh, those games in the trenches. In and fairness, then this those one... Are, those were two really good 49ers teams. But even this one, like they were out-physicaled in the running game. Aaron Jones runs for over 100 yards. And they the defense did not look like they wanted to tackle anybody. Yeah, dude came out of a retirement home for that game. Aaron yeah. Jones. Holy so, smokes. And you could even you could even go back further to some of those those older Packer teams, where Eddie Lacy was pushing three hundred pounds and looked like Usain Bolt against some of our linebackers. And it's like that was before Micah Parsons. That wouldn't happen today. Yeah, it was was Sean Lee. Was he that great? Yeah, was he ever? He was a (laughs) true. He was was like a a Walmart version of uh, Luke Eakley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. But so that's I would like Vrabel or Harbaugh. I bet they go Belichick because Jerry has to win the press conference. Um, 
which I'd be fine I don't, with Belichick. I don't think Belichick wants the job. Belichick would not like working for Jerry Jones. That's a good point. Oh. Because Belichick has had complete control over the whole team. Mm-hmm. Jerry Jones ain't going to do that. <laughs> I could... I don't think Harbaugh either. Harbaugh is, he would. Oh man, I've there's there's that rumors might... going around on the Minnesota Viking Twitter that Harbaugh was choice number one over KOC, but Harbaugh took too long, and so they hired KOC before someone else took him. I feel like I don't Harbaugh know if, if any of that's true. Harbaugh. I think I think he'd be a good NFL coach, good motivator. But I think so he KOC could work under happy. Jerry Jones. I'd sort of like that pairing. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know why, but thank you for your honesty. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if y'all have gathered, but, but that's to be one honest, of my least like favorite saying. To be honest, I <laughs> I'm glad you're being honest. What would I do if you were lying? The silver. So the silver lining and and what happened yesterday is I think it was the nudge that I needed to just not have any expectations about the Cowboys moving forward. We're back to the beginning of the circle. Are we signing Dak to an extension or are we just Dude, letting I don't that care. Contract? They can do whatever they want. Like, I want to talk about it though. Are they signing him to like a $60 million contract? I have, no. Yeah, they, sure. Whatever. All right. I, I got your plan, Andrew. Three year plan. He was bad this game against historically like one of the worst. He was, but was anyone good? See, we could have been good. I, I think you pay Dak. I, it's it's not like no. Do you pay go for Dak? Arch. Go for Arch. Three year plan. No. Three year plan. No, you don't you extend do Dak. You ride the mediocrity. If you do that, Alex, then you're trading away Ceedee Lamb. You're trading away Micah Parsons, and you're burning yeah. the whole thing to the ground, yeah. including you're, that stupid Lance. stadium that has windows. Yeah, that but you can you can get new. You can get new receivers. We've gone down this road before. You can get new receivers, new running backs, tight ends. Throw them around Arch. Three years, things could be looking up. Here's the thing. I think what happened to the Vikings when they kept paying Kirk Cousins like max money, I think that destroyed the Vikings. I, I, know, the I think Vi- it did. Kirk Cousins was the 15th highest paid quarterback in the league this year. Right? Vikings well, yeah, not, this year. But the Vikings like, aren't a dumpster contract, fire or anything. No, but if you want to win a Super Bowl, like I don't think you can be paying like top-tier mid-quarterbacks like Kurtz, league, league best. Kurtz, like fully guaranteed. Kurt's fringe top eight nine when he's healthy. Maybe now, so but not back then. Top tier mid. That's top tier mid. Yeah, and like if I'm if I'm the Cowboys, I'm not doing that with Dak. I wouldn't either. I would trade him. Where where is this conversation gone? Holy I smoke. see the thing with Dak though is I like, started with pay Dak, and now I'm saying trade. <laughs> Okay, one, who are you trading him for? And what's your other option at first round pick? Baker Mayfield. Uh, you see what the Texans got for Deshaun Watson? Three first Trading. round picks and a. No team's doing that ever again. You don't know that. Well, a no. T- <sighs> yes, I, know, I do. There, there's no way yeah. that people can look at the Browns and be like, yeah, I want to go down that path. Because that. I mean, it's what one of the worst trades has- ever. Dak, well, yeah, it is the worst trade ever. Dak has the stats. He doesn't have any of the lawsuits. He's a good dude, as far as we can tell. So hey, why qu- not? Quick, quick side note. What do you mean, as far as we can tell? He won Walter Payton Man of the Year last year. He's a stand-up yeah. dude. 
Um, quick aside, you asked me, so I mentioned Tua's record against playoff teams when I'm back to last season was three and 10. And you said, what's the record for Dak? Um, I actually think the Cowboys are going to keep him because I think he's a perfect Cowboys quarterback because going back to last season, including the playoffs, he is eight and eight against playoff teams. That that's Dallas Cowboys right there, baby. Makes sense. I mean, I think they yeah. will sign him to whatever he's asking for. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Thirteen nothing bucks now. Quick update. Love it. Spoiler alert. I just don't know. Well, so I don't know what your other game. option is at quarterback. If you move on from Dak, Trey Lance. I just Baker don't know Mayfield. what your other option is at quarterback. You move on from Dak. Oh, Hold on. Just <laughs> no. I get that, Andrew, because it's, it's been the same conversation for the Vikings for the last five years. Is get rid of Kirk. Okay, then who do you get? Exactly. Like Dak is better than half the quarterbacks in the league. I don't think that there's an argument there. I agree. I think that's fact. He's top fifteen for sure. Maybe top five at his height. He was top. He was top five. He was top five this year. On average, he's around top ten. He peaks at top five. Average top ten. Worst case scenario, top fifteen. I've been a Dak hater my whole life. I don't think he can win. I don't think he win a Super Bowl. But your other option can't win a Super Bowl either. Yeah, you know. I think the only way Dak I think I do Super Bowls if like an. Legion of Boom type of defense, just like an out of this yeah. world type of defense. Well, and that's you can fair. build that's that fair. if you don't pay Dak that much. True. But again, what what is your other option? Because the Cowboys have lucked into their last two quarterbacks. Tony so, Romo was what a seventh round pick, undrafted free agent. I forget what he was. Dak Prescott was a fourth round pick. Right. So what's to say you can do that again? If Trey Lance isn't the answer, that's like saying, "Come what? on, like he's a he's a former first round pick. He had all the talent in the world. He just was playing low competition. Maybe dude, he just needs some time dude, to get once, it." Dude, once you get into the NFL, your draft where you are drafted means absolutely nothing. Sam yes, Darnold was a former first round pick. Josh Sam Rosen Darnold was a former a, first yeah, round. Yeah, Sam wish, Darnold got a second round uh, trade to the Panthers. I wish everyone's wives were as loyal. To their to them as Rosie is to Trey Lance. <laughs> if we were um, all loyal to our loved ones <laughs> as much as Rosie is to Trey Lance, we would have world peace. No divorces ever, ever. I applaud you, Rosie. I applaud you for this. I'm dumping him if he uh, <laughs> if he like looks awful, but we haven't even seen him yet. But that's you know? been his, like, well, why not throw him out his there? Whole career, it, like it, COVID, Cowboys, he played one game in college. Exactly. Like, like Wait, Cowboys are playing Cooper Rush over him. Why wouldn't you play Trey Lance? Please. Okay, I'm done. Sucks. I don't know. Just seen in practice. Yeah. <clears throat> Somehow this Cowboys discussion ended up on Trey Lance. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm distracting uh, y'all's pain. It was an awful loss. I I am vowing right now I will not get sucked in next year. And I don't want any of you to get sucked in on their playoff potential. And the reason why I'm saying any of you is because I went back and looked at old clips and there was one we ran on socials where Trent said the Cowboys were going to be in the Super Bowl from the (laughs) NFC. And Rosie said, if Dak keeps playing like this, he's going to win the MVP and I could see it. I could see them being in the Super Bowl. So we can't be tricked. (laughs) This needs to be a collective thing. We are not going to get sucked in until they prove us wrong. We will just expect them to collapse. 
like they have my entire lifetime. And until they prove otherwise, that just needs to be the expectation. Hire Dan also, Campbell. What? Hire Dan Campbell. Sure. Former cowboy. They can do whatever. I'm I'm, I'm just going to be along for the ride. I'll tune in every Sunday, but that's it. I'll be more <laughs> focused on everyone else's team. Oh, so you're a Viking fan. Sure. <laughs> I'm contractually obligated to root for the Vikings in the playoffs, just like you are the Cowboys, in case you forgot. Whoops. I will root for all your teams. I'm a diehard Lions fan this playoffs because I, I want that for you, Rosie. And this, team. this is a good segue. Let's talk about that game. Uh, Lions were, what were they, 24, Rams 23. Yep. And what the heck happened? What do you mean? To what? Oh, uh, the, <laughs> the over? over. Yeah. What? 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 I went to bed at halftime. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was tired and pooped. So I went to bed. They scored 38 points in the first half. They needed to get. I think the game just sort of tensed up a bit. Well, uh, they both teams did what Dan Quinn couldn't, and that was make halftime adjustments. That's they needed it. to get two touchdowns. Is all they needed in the second half. <laughs> That's Why, all I, they needed. I can't they explain the Rams side. The in the red zone, it's a whole lot harder to cook the quarterbacks. Yeah, when it was only 10 yards. Yeah, the lines are bend, don't break all second half yesterday. Mm. Mm. I didn't like it. You would have been more frustrated if you stayed up, Trent, because the, the I'm Rams telling you, man, I had some great dreams zone. last night. Great dreams. Good times. Rosie, you're the Lions fan on this podcast. You are admittedly <sighs> the only Lions fan that I know personally. How are you feeling? Not, they just won, they just won the first playoff game of your lifetime. It's absolutely incredible. I, I was so nervous the whole game. I didn't really want to watch, but I forced myself to anyway. I try not to make the Lions like my personality, but it, it happens anyway. And so <laughs> like what that has resulted in is a lot of pain and disappointment in the most horrendous ways possible. Like including the Cowboys game the other week, like that stuff happens every single year, every single year. But Dan Campbell, I think what you were saying about McCarthy and like the culture that he has, especially like around the playoffs, I, I think Dan Campbell is like the exact opposite of that because he has taken a team that has been awful, has no had no identity. They wanted an identity of the Patriots when they hired Patricia. That just doesn't work. And they had Dan Campbell just has his guys playing amazing. And it's just so much fun to watch. I, I said when Dan Campbell got hired, like, this guy might suck. Like, I had never heard of him before. He's not a play caller that I knew about. And I was like, ugh. And then that first press conference with the kneecap knee biting. I was like, I don't care if, like, we suck again and we have to fire him in two years. Like, he's fun, at least. Yeah. But now, look at this. Like, the first playoff win in 30 years. Whoa. 30 years. Like, I'm on top of the world. I, I, I was a little bit weepy eyed at the end of that game. You should I have had it. some champagne for this segment, dude. Yeah. You I got some Gatorade. I've got some wine. That was a nice sound effect, Rosie. 
I liked it. <laughs> I just quick little aside. I you said that you try not to, you know, make the lions your personality. It made me think of this tweet from uh, like two months ago when all the Taylor Swift stuff was, you know, going on. You know, really kind of hitting its stride in the NFL. And someone said it's very weird that so many women base their entire personalities around being Taylor Swift fans. Is that really all there is to you as a human being? It's just music. Anyways, if the Lions don't win on Sunday, I'll jump off a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm really happy for you. I I, like all the stories. I'm happy for you, but I don't, I hope you don't get the joy ever again. (laughs) So you're not rooting for them next weekend? Absolutely not. Skull Vikes, baby. Sure. You can you can root Alex. for you can root for <laughs> Rosie this playoffs and then just hope that the Lions suck forever and ever after. If the Lions win a Super Bowl before the Vikings do, I'll jump <laughs> off a bridge. <laughs> yeah, you gotta remember they're both going for a Super Bowl here. I'd kinda like to see that. <laughs> what, me jump off a bridge? Screw Depends you, how man. high the bridge is. <laughs> <laughs> If it's like the one at HSU over the pond, then yeah, sure. That'd be funny. <laughs> He's going to get eaten by catfish, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that water. Um, let's talk about the Rams here for a second. I mean, we all agree this was a this was a, a successful season for them, given the fact so, that sort of like the Packers, this was their down year. Yeah, and they drafted a bunch of players who are all playing extremely well. Yeah, if they can just nail their next quarterback in a couple of years, they'll be set for the next five. Oh, six. don't talk about that. Come on, man. Stafford's Pook. got two years. Left. Okay, can we talk about how they booed Stafford? That's horse. I no, loved it's it. the it's the Dave Why Chappelle. It's the you? Dave Chappelle meme. You don't have why? to. You don't because have to. You can leave that in the podcast. That's why. Know? That's bull crap. It's the Dave Chappelle. That movie. dude, what? that dude gave everything he had to the Lions for what was it, ten years, more or something ridiculous. And yeah. he never once complained about his team being absolute garbage. And he is the most underrated quarterback of all time. Yeah, maybe yeah. Tony Romo's in the conversation. I mean, that's okay, all but true, that, but they're trying to like he is trying to take away. I, the best chance the, booing, the Lions have had at a playoff in 30 years. Yeah, the I, booing was just for the circumstance in general. It was just for that uh, one night. I don't know. I you saw know, uh, his wife. You got to defend your home. It's the playoffs. His his wife said that the fans were booing his kids. Like, no, no they weren't, you idiot. They're booing <laughs> Stafford as a player. Because like, he is standing hate, between them that. and a playoff win. Of course I you're going to boo him. I hate it. hate it. hate it. hate it. hate it. Hate it, no. hate it, hate it. Andrew said he loved how they were in the group text. He's like, I love how they're booing staff right now. I wanted to sock them right in the mouth. That no, takes I, me off. <laughs> you don't boo you a guy do. that does that much to your. No. All, he never was, asked for a trade. All in the past. Lions traded him. If it's a, no, if it's a regular season game, absolutely. You give him the video tribute, you give him a standing ovation, but it's the freaking playoffs. You haven't won since 1991. And he is the only reason that he's the only thing standing between you and a playoff victory. You boo him. He's the enemy. Did the Cowboys boo Jordan Love? You're gosh dang right. What? Did the Cowboys boo Jordan Love? Probably. Probably. 
I didn't hear it. But he I'm never. Just, paid. I, I I think it's wrong, man. He never asked to be traded. He got traded. He wanted to be traded, though. Yeah, you. It's easy to say that now because he's got a Super Bowl. You know what? They exactly, and that's why they can boo him. If they traded him to like the New York Jets, and he's just been piddling around, still trying to break through, then okay, maybe, maybe you don't boo him. I, I don't he, like it. We he went on, and immediately like found success. Is living in Los Angeles. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you can boo him. I mean, I think most like Lions fans would say that they still love. I'm Stafford, guessing Baker might after. have thrown an interception here. No, Mike Evans just continues to drop passes that Baker you hits. Do that to sometimes. Him. That was a good throw. It was a dime. But sorry. Um, I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> Thank you. So, Alex, how do you feel about this? Um, about sorry about what about booing? About, <laughs> would okay. you boo Russell Wilson? Uh, but, yeah, we okay. did. Russell Wilson, we did. exactly. <laughs> Russell Wilson, <laughs> honestly, Case now I closed, be, man. I but know. I would, honestly, I, if even I after him being him. like a sourpuss after the game, saying he's only happy for the players and not for the city of Detroit, like <laughs> I, I think most Lions fans still love Stafford, like I still do, and. I believe the uh, Rams are actually going to the Lions next year, so they'll they get are. their chance to have the whole video treatment and standing ovation pregame for that. But like playoffs, nah, it's all about showtime, baby. If He's you the best quarterback that franchise ever had, yeah. But if you haven't won a playoff game in thirty-two years, thirty-three years, like your own grandma could be under center for the opposing team, and you're going to boo her because you're like, I want to, I want to see a playoff game. I want to see a win, and I don't care who I'm booing. I want it to happen. So you're exactly right. Um, Steelers Bills. So fun what was game. the final fun little afternoon game today? What was the final score in this game? Obviously, it got moved. Um, I don't know, but Bills cover. That's all I know. Bills did cover the ten points. That's right. Shout out to Shakir that touchdown in late. <sighs> Yeah, he he made a guy master. grasp for air next to him. He was my little fantasy uh, diamond in the rough, and he's slowly, slowly becoming diamond something. in the rough. <laughs> Watch out, man! Next year, he's coming. He's coming. Bills thirty-one, Steelers seventeen. Um, my only real note on this game is I'm just glad the Steelers are no longer going to be on my TV screen. Yeah, especially that TJ Watt. That, that was a beautiful uniform game. It, it was. was Bills Bills blue versus Steelers white. That was a great uniform game. And every time they did like the little shot above the stadium, all the snow around and like the yeah. snow in the stands when the Bills would score. It was fun. Oh, that was fun. Very <laughs> aesthetically pleasing game to watch. Yeah, it was a fun little Martin Luther King Monday afternoon type of game to just throw on in the background. All right. And then uh obviously Bucks Eagles is going on right now as we're recording. Let's Move on to the divisional round. Before we do, let me tell you about our friends over at Liquid IV. Uh, we love Liquid IV. It is the tip-top hydration multiplier out there on the market. Hydrates you twice as fast as water alone. Has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. You can go try Liquid IV today. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MTC at checkout. 
That's 20% off anything you order, whether it's the sugar-free, whether it's the hydration multiplier with the immune support or the energy boost. If you're not a big coffee drinker, but you still like that, you know, that energy boost throughout the day, go try that. Uh, you can get 20% off anything you order when you shop better, he, better hydration today using promo code MTC at liquidiv.com. All right, divisional round. We've got three of the four games set uh, for the Lions game, which we'll get to. We know they will be playing the winner of the Panthers, or not the Panthers, sorry, the Bucks and the Eagles. Uh, we'll start Saturday, 3.30. This just feels like this the time slot that the Texans will always be playing in. Um, I saw someone joke that if the Texans make the Super Bowl, they're going to move the Super Bowl to Saturday at 3.30. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't hate that. (laughs) Let's get it out of the way. You you wouldn't have work tomorrow. (laughs) So that'd be nice. Uh, Texans at the Ravens in Baltimore. Baltimore is open as a nine-point favorite at home. The over-under is 45.5. Can CJ Stroud keep it going? He lit up the Browns defense and now he's going to be playing the Baltimore defense at home, uh, which I think will be a tougher test considering it's going to be in Baltimore. So we had a long discussion about CJ Stroud. How do you guys think he's going to fare in this game against the Baltimore defense that has been resting for a couple weeks? Yeah, I might be going out on a limb here, but I don't think he's going to play well. Like I, I understand that he, Played well against the Browns defense. Uh, the Browns defense is extremely good. One guy was getting cooked the whole game, and it was a lot of yards. It just, it just felt fluky to me, and I don't think that he's played very well against great defenses this season. And the Ravens have a great defense. I mean, the but the Browns were just a, the Browns are a top three defense in the league, and he just I understand. But I don't think they'll, that they'll do it again. Yeah, I sort of semi-agree with you. I think he's at least going to have, because of his offensive line, he's going to have time in the pocket to at least do some things. But the Ravens do have a much better secondary unit than the Browns. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be the difference. Like, There's not going to be one guy they can pick on, like Rosie was alluding to with the Browns last Saturday. And overall, I think that's just going to be the difference. The Ravens are just a little bit better than the Browns. So this will be a really good case study for the rest versus rust discussion because the Ravens really haven't played since the second to last week of the season when they beat the, um, where is it here? They beat the Bengals 27, 24. Uh, they rested the, Oh no, I'm sorry. That was the dolphins. That was when they murdered the dolphins 56 to 19. Um, because they rested everyone week 18. They'd already locked up the one seed. So between week 18 and then now, obviously a week off in the wild card round, you're going to be looking at three weeks time off from the last time they played meaningful football. Uh, they will be getting Mark Andrews back, which is going to be a big addition. Uh, obviously, the the offense has kind of changed without him. And it's you've seen some other guys you know, come into the fold, whether it's Zay Flowers or Rashad Bateman or um, Isaiah Likely. Uh but it's going to be interesting because the Texans, they're feeling good, man. I mean, after hanging 45 on the Browns, they're going to have their their work cut out for them against the Ravens. Um, I guess on the flip side, could you guys see the Ravens coming out flat in this game on offense? Or 
is Lamar just going to be slicing and dicing that Texans defense? Kind of like how he's how he's done all year as he's about to get his second MVP. I, I think the Texans defense is good, not great. I am a little bit worried about, you know, it, this is a new system that Lamar has and it's been cooking so far, but then you take, you, you take two weeks off. Like there's just some unknown there that I, I don't like if I'm the Ravens, but I think that eventually they will get the points that they need to, to win. Okay. Uh, let's make some picks here. So I mentioned Baltimore is favored by nine and the over under is 45 and a half. Trent, let's start with you. Who do you like in the spread? Baltimore by nine. So we'll start no. that and then it's a playoff game. Nine's too many points. So you like Texans plus nine then? Yep. Okay. And then over under 45 and a half. Uh, push. Hey, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> hey, Siri, heads or tails? Uh, I guess I'm going over. Over 45 and a half. Okay. That's like, that's a perfect line. Yeah, seriously. Honestly. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. All right. Um, Alex, kick it over. Uh, pretty much just the same as Trent. Texans cover the nine, and I'm leading slightly on that over 45 and a half. All right. Uh, Rosie? Uh, unlike the Steelers, the Texans are a good team, so nine is way too many points. So, same samesies all around. Samesies all around and the over. Wow. Wow. Okay. The um, coin flip. I, I have to trust the coin flip. Yeah, it's sacred. So I heard someone make this point about the spread, like picking the spread in the playoffs. And it's, you don't ever take the underdog to cover unless you actually feel like they can win. And I do think there is a path for the Texans winning this game. Now the Ravens should win cause they're a nine point favorite, but the Texans are fresh. Like they, they are, they're not, they haven't rested for three weeks. Like they are just going to be riding the momentum of that game against Cleveland. And I do think the Texans can win. So I will join you, you all three of you in the Houston plus nine. Um, and honestly, I think the only way Houston wins this is if it's a shootout. I don't think Houston wins a 13 to 10 game. I think it's got to be both, you know, both teams are scoring 25 plus. So I'll take the over as well, which means Baltimore will cover and it will be under because all four of us have the same pick. Um, But that is the pick here. So, all right, next game, Saturday night. Alex, you're going to disagree with this, obviously, because you're a Seahawks fan. It's division rival. But for the other three of us on this podcast, the 49ers are like the only thing protecting us from the Packers. Like they have been able to defeat the Packers in the playoffs time and time again over the past, you know, half decade plus. And that's what we've got matched up here. San Francisco's favored by 10 at home as a one seed. The over under is 50 and a half. And oh, that's under. 
That's a lot. That is too many points. I some of this is wish casting, but I would like to think San Francisco's defense will actually show up, unlike the Cowboys did, and yeah, so they that's... should be able to win this pretty easily. But uh, I, I disagree pretty <sighs> easily. I think Jordan Love's one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league right now. He's, yeah. I mean, where am I wrong there? Last three weeks. Well, they've all been it, playoff games too. Like they've had to win to even get in. Well, not last three weeks. Oh, well, okay. That was a very that was a very arbitrary number you chose there, Alex. Because if you go back to yeah, I'm I'm only go back to week sixteen, which was you know four weeks ago. They I'm not all at that week. lost to the Panthers. Love I'm was good looking, though. Not looking at week sixteen. Not looking at that. We're looking at week seventeen and beyond. I think to me it's it's I mean it's more the Packers defense is actually going to play an offense that doesn't have the yips and all throughout the regular season every team who played the Packers had like their best offensive output of of their season. So I don't know how Kyle Shanahan and this Niners offense doesn't hang 35 on the Packers. So I, I'll go ahead and give my pick now, and then I'll, I'll let you guys kind of take this conversation wherever you want to. But I think the Niners win. I think the Niners cover the 10 points. 10? And I think it's under. Holy crap. Hey, that's too um, big. Spread. I don't I'm taking the lines like this. Packers yeah, cover are... goes under 49ers win. I think 49ers are too good of a team to not win. Shanahan so owns LaFleur. Sorry, you can clarify. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say that Shanahan has owned LaFleur in the playoffs. Like, if it's not the Cowboys losing to the 49ers, it's the Packers that are losing to the 49ers. I, I don't think Jordan Love is going to change that. That being said, Jordan Love is a better quarterback. He's better than Brock Purdy at this point. Um, yes, he is. I, Brock, I mean, Brock Purdy's the system quarterback, dude. Yeah, Jordan Love. Yeah, but is he better. operates within that system very well. He does, but like that's all Kyle Shanahan. That's not Brock Purdy. Again, Brian. the best quarterbacks yeah. have a good offensive play caller with them. So I don't want to just use that as a negative for him. Because well, it's not just the play calling too. It's all the weapons he has around him. Well, what was that stat about how Shanahan is like, Oh, and seven, if they're trailing in the fourth quarter, if Same they're trailing by they eight don't in the fourth have, quarter. Yeah. If they're missing Trent Williams yeah, or Debo that's Samuel. When you would want Jordan love over Brock Purdy. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. When it's off script pretty much. So I still think that the Niners are a better team, especially on defense. So, but I think the Packers will cover 10 points. So just to make sure I got this down. So Trent, you had Green Bay plus 10 in the under. And Rosie, you got Green Bay plus 10. And do you have the over or the under? Uh, I'll take the, it's 50 and a 50, half. 50 and a half. Oh my gosh. I'll take the You under. need seven touchdowns plus a field goal. Jeepers, creepers. How many safeties is that? You basically you need a big from 50 game. and a half? Yeah. Uh 26. 
You're so good at math, Andrew. I don't know if anyone's told you that. Well, safety is two points. That was that was easy. If you ask me how many field goals, that gets a little more dicey. <laughs> how many field goals? I'm just kidding. I don't want to hear it. Uh, 17. That was so quick. <laughs> and you do work at a calculator company. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you took under? Yeah. He's got all the specs memorized. Yeah. Alex, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the 49ers to cover the 10 points. I think the only chance oh, the Packers have is pretty much <laughs> we're going to have to bleep that. <laughs> Second bleep of the night for old Trent. It's been a while, sorry. You can play off form. Happy New Year. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to reset or? No, 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 we're good. We're good. I, I got it and marked down. Okay, so, so yeah, I think basically the only prayer the Packers have is if they start out just how they started against the Cowboys, get the ball first, score, then get a stop on defense. If they can't get Brock Purdy off schedule, get a couple turnovers from him, I think the 49ers are just going to cruise here. And I'm also going to go under because 50 and a half points is just too much. It could be windy. It could be rainy in Santa Clara. We could should probably check that. But overall, it's 50 and a half. And I think a it is going to be uh, rainy. I think the winds, it's not really going to be windy, but it's going to be rainy and like 50s. Okay. So you took San Francisco minus 10 in the under? Yes. Okay. Um. So Lions will play at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Does your opinion of this game change if it's the Eagles or the Bucks? No. Um, I'm going to rose the floor. I'd be more nervous against the Eagles for sure. Just because the Lions have been extremely bad at running quarterbacks. Uh, or against running quarterbacks. So Jalen Hurts would scare me. But personally, I'd rather see the Eagles because I want to take it to Matt Patricia, who's the defensive <laughs> coordinator. I like it. You should be more scared of Tampa Bay. Disagree. Not the when Buc- they've already beat him. Speaking of that, the Bucks just stuffed the tush push on a two point conversion. Spoiler. Six, Sixteen yeah, to nine. Dude, your your stream is like way ahead of, of mine. I'm, I have YouTube TV now. I don't know what to I say. do too. Sorry. Must be, must be my old iPad. Um hold on, I wanna s- Wow, so the so the leaping over the pile actually worked. Yeah. Defied physics there. I like it. All right. Um, yeah, Y'all you should be ahead of Stream East. <laughs> <laughs> you should not be worried about the Eagles, especially with your running game. Like, I don't think the Lions have allowed a running back to rush for more than seventy yards all season. Jared Goff could throw the ball twice, and you would beat the Eagles. <laughs> You could do a wildcat with Montgomery and Gibbs for 90% of the game and you'd win. Yeah. Their defense is looking pretty weak tackling wise from tonight, from what I can see. They're pretty banged up and just, they look dead in the water. I'm always worried about a Goff implosion game. Nope. Jared Goff, this is his legacy. This is his But year. also, it's, it's in Detroit, it's not in Philly. That, that yeah. does help for sure. Absolutely. You get the M&M there to pump up the house again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Gonna sing, lose I, I yourself think that again. they will win whoever they're playing. I think the Eagles are a harder opponent than the Bucks are. So let's let's do this because we can't really make picks because we don't know what the line is. But I want I want to get everyone's prediction for what the line is going to be. If it's, Lions three and a half, regardless. Regardless. I think four and a half if it's the Bucks. No, four, four, four. Three I don't and know. Half, these, three and a half Philly, four Bucks. With these oh, lines, I can't, like, I can't write that fast. So Trent said Lions three and a half regardless. Alex is saying, what'd you say? So it's three and a half for the Eagles, four for the Bucks. Just four, not four and a half? Yeah. Okay. Rosie? Yeah, I, I would agree three and a half for the Eagles and then five and a half for the Bucks. I could see that too. I, yeah. I think if it's Philly, Philly, I think it's four and a half. And Tampa, I think it's five. Yeah. So, Rosie, you said if it's Philly, you said, what was it? Three and a half? Yeah. Okay. And if it's the Bucks? Five and a half. Got it. Um, so we'll see who's right then. Um, but I, I'm I like Detroit in either matchup. I think they're a running game. Like the, you didn't really see it a lot against the against the Rams. Just kind of game script. But if they play Philly, take all the rushing prop overs for Kibbs and Montgomery. Whether it's rushing attempts, rushing yards, anytime touchdown. Whatever. Um, yeah. I, so. I think if it is the Bucks, I'd be really excited about Hutchinson that game. I think um. he would absolutely eat. Uh, he, he was up against Havenstein on the Rams, and Havenstein's had like a Pro Bowl year. Hutchinson had uh, over 30% win rate on him, which is absolutely insane. Like he he is becoming one of the best pass rushers in the league, which I didn't think was in his range of outcomes, to be honest. Hmm. All right, final game of the divisional round. The Chiefs' first road game of Mahomes' career is traveling to Buffalo. Take on the Bills. The opening line is Bills minus two and a half at home. The over-under is 46 and a half. Oh, they did it again. That's perfect. Yeah. God. Um, I think I like the Chiefs in this one. Nope. Bills. Nope. Bills. Nope. Bills. Bills. Bills are oh, playing. Really? <laughs> Bills are playing really well right now. It's not just the offense; it's the defense. They're nothing to shred about or shred about. Like, what about the about? Chiefs impressed you this last week? Um, Rasheed Rice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They, it to me, it seemed like with the Chiefs that all season long, they've been trying to get as many of their receivers to actually be competent. 
whether it was Sky Moore or MVS or Mecole Hardman. And on Saturday, they just decided we're only throwing to Kelsey. We're only throwing to Rasheed Rice. And then we're running the ball with Pacheco. And so it seemed like they they just decided, okay, we're, we're funneling the offense to the guys we can actually somewhat rely on. And I think that's, I think that's what you have to do in the playoffs. Um, I think both of these teams are probably getting waxed by Baltimore the following week, but I don't know. I think the bills have a chance. Bills yeah. I think the, Super Bowl. The, the bills are playing well. Josh uh, Allen, baby. Right. Andrew, Andrew, shut your mouth. <laughs> bills hater. <laughs> no, the bills are playing well, but like they Bill's let, I, I didn't like that. They let Pittsburgh back in that game. They were just playing with their food. It's cold, you know. It's going to be a close game. They Pittsburgh was in that game as much as the Cowboys were in the Packers game. It was a seven-point game in the fourth quarter. They fell asleep in the third. Come on. A little bit of time of possession game by uh, Tomlin. I mean, if Josh Allen doesn't throw two picks, I, I think they beat the Chiefs because they're a better team. See, that's also a thing is – can Allen go two straight games without throwing an interception? Because he didn't throw one today against Pittsburgh. Yeah, maybe Dude's on a mission. Okay, yeah. That that point does have me a little concerned. <laughs> Law of averages. It might come back to bite right. at the worst okay. possible moment. I, so, good point. The, the, thing that, the thing that makes me think the Chiefs is that they're actually, they actually have a running game. So, if the game script True. is... Try to oh, limit the amount of time Josh Allen is on the field. They could actually do that, and they have a good defense. Like their defense is solid. Yep. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be a close game. Um, it's likely going to come down to who has the ball last. Like most and of these, you said the Chiefs are favored. No, it's Bills minus two and a half. Oh, okay. Um, over under is forty six and a half. So I, it's going to be who has the ball last, even if there's only 16 seconds left. No, I'm taking the Bills. I think they cover easy. Alternate line, six and a half points. Wow. Oh, wowzers. So Trent is taking Buffalo minus two and a half over under 46 and a half. I don't know. And in fact, I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking the, the Bills minus two and a half as my pick next week. Oh, so you can write that down. I'll take it. Got it. There you go. It is yours. Now you still have to make a pick over under. Uh, 46 and a half. What was Siri? the score last time they played? Like 41 to 36 or something? Uh, it was earlier this year, wasn't it? No, I'm talking like in the playoffs. That marvelous overtime game. Where Josh oh, like a billion points. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the over. Yeah. During the regular season, they played... What is that? Week 14. And the score is 20 to 17. So you're taking the over? Yes, please. Okay. Rosie? Uh, I'm going to go under. I I think this game is going to go a lot like how it did in the regular season. And you are yeah. taking the Bills minus two and a half? So, yes, I will take the Bills minus two and a half. Man. And under. All right, Alex. All right, I'm going to go over 
I was sort of leaning under during this discussion, but I think overall, I actually did look at the weather. It's clear. It's like 20 degrees and sunny, not much wind, so not a factor there. And I think the Bills cover, but not like Trent. I think they cover by a field goal, so they cover the two and a half. Okay. I will take Kansas City plus two and a half. Uh, I might make that my pick this week. We'll see. Um, and yeah, I'll take the over because that is 16 field goals, which I think is possible. So <laughs> we'll go over 46 and a half there. All right. To recap, Texans at Ravens, Trent, Alex, Rosie, and myself are all taking. Houston plus nine and the over 45 and a half. Uh, we each gave our line predictions for the Lions and whether it's Philly or the Bucks. Uh, if we look at Packers at 49ers Saturday night, uh, let's see here. I took San Francisco minus 10 in the under. Trent took Green Bay plus 10 in the under, uh, as did Alex. Or I'm sorry, Rosie also took. So Trent and Rosie took Green Bay plus 10 in the under. Alex and myself took San Francisco minus 10 in the under. So all four of us on the under 50 and a half. And then Chiefs at Bills, uh, Trent and Rosie, I'm sorry, Trent and Alex both have Buffalo minus two and a half in the over. Rosie has Buffalo minus two and a half in the under. And then I've got KC plus two and a half in the, in the over. So those are our picks. Uh, we'll see who is correct. I'm really curious to see who's going to have the lines right on uh the the Detroit matchup once this uh, Tampa Bay Philly game wraps up, but that is going to do it for this week's episode of Making the Call. Trent, first dad joke from you of 2024. Do you have your handy dandy book nearby? Sure do, Bob. Who wants to pick a number? Seventy. I forgot how to count. Hold on. So it's after 69. Nice. Three. My friends, my friend keeps saying, cheer up, man. It could be worse. You could be stuck underground in a hole full of water. I know he means well. (laughs) 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 That's a that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah, I like that. that. I like that one too. That one's good. All right. That's gonna do it for this week's episode. Uh, go check out my uh, Cowboys article, whether you're a Cowboys fan or you're some sort of sicko who likes to bathe in the tears of Cowboys fans. Uh, either way, I think you'll enjoy it. So go check it out in the Making the Call Substack. We will be back next week. Thoughts and recapping. prayers to Austin. He's recovering from a massive illness. Yeah, Austin apparently is on his deathbed. So <laughs> he could not be here. So thoughts and prayers to out. him. It's probably um, Rona or something fancy like that. We're we're thinking about trying to set up some sort of making the call meal train to try to help him in these trying times. <laughs> so be looking out for uh future veggies for a man. <laughs> uh yeah, so just be looking out for that as we try to nurse Austin back to health. Try to get him back on this podcast. Um so we'll see if we can get that done next week. Hopefully. Hopefully, and I mean this with my whole heart, Rosie, we will be talking about the the Lions and their matchup in the NFC Championship game next week. 
but we will be breaking down all the action from the divisional round. We will be previewing the conference championships as we just make our way through these NFL playoffs. So I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of the week. and We will see you next time.